It's 8 o'clock on today coming up. Wicked weather. Two storm systems wreaking havoc coast to coast, leaving snow, rain, and ice in its path. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I was in Florida yesterday. So where is it headed next? We're live with your full forecast. Then, missing American mystery. New concerns for an American student missing in France since last month. What his family is saying about the case and the details about his last known location. Plus, triple-demic trouble. COVID and the flu, hospitalizations on the rise as the holidays approach, which you need to know about masks, mandates, and medication shortages before you make your plans. And the nominees are, we'll tell you who's up for a Golden Globe this year as we watch the nominations unfold live. We're breaking down the surprises and snubs in all of the biggest categories today, Monday, December 12th, 2022. to say happy birthday 86 <gasps> years old amazing. wow great That's to have good. you with us on a monday morning uh you've got some you've got some big news to I share some news to share yeah um i am looking forward to sitting down with jay leno so the comedy icon is giving his first broadcast interview since that big burn accident he's healing he's ready to talk about his recovery and his road ahead so we're going to have an exclusive conversation for you wednesday on today. Look forward to that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the news at 8 o'clock. Monday morning and winter storms are going to make this a messy week with heavy snow, wind, and rain working their way across the country. It's already started out west with more than four feet of snow falling in the Sierra, falling in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Drivers facing whiteout conditions along the Pacific coast. Flash flooding is keeping water rescue teams on alert. And a separate storm coded highways in New York and Massachusetts with snow and ice over the weekend. Plenty more to come. Dylan's keeping track on of all of it. Mm -hmm. Busy holiday travel week, too. Exactly. And there's a lot going on. The storm system out west is going to slowly move eastward and bring everyone either snow or rain, possibly even some severe storms, too. You can see all the colors out west. That's where we have our winter storm watches, warnings, even some blizzard warnings, especially where we get wind gusts up to about 65 to 70 miles per hour, mainly up across Montana into the Dakotas, too, as this storm system moves to the east. So as it does so, the coldest part of the storm on the northern side will see several inches of snow and those gusty winds. On the southern side of the storm, we're looking at gusty winds and severe weather, possibly even some large hail, damaging winds, tornadoes, a possibility out ahead of this cold front too. But it's up across the Dakotas into Minnesota, where we will see most of our snowfall out of this system just because it's colder. But uh, where we do have uh, the colder air, we could end up with about one to two feet of snow possible, especially as you go up into eastern Montana, into the Dakotas too. And again, the visibility will be reduced with those very gusty winds. So it'll be very dangerous for traveling, Hoda. All right, Dylan, thank you so much. Let's move now to a developing story. Growing concern for an American college student who's been missing overseas. 21-year-old Ken DeLand Jr. was studying in France, but he hasn't been heard from in more than two weeks. NBC's Molly Hunter joins us with the very latest on this mystery. Hey, Molly, good morning. 
Hoda, good morning to you. That's right. There are urgent questions this morning about the whereabouts of 21-year-old Ken DeLan. His family says they last heard from him two weeks ago, and he was planning to return home to the States for the holidays on December 15th. This is the last known image of Ken DeLant, a surveillance camera from a sports store in the south of France, seen in this photo wearing a red jacket and carrying a backpack. Ken is a senior at St. John University in New York and was planning to return home for Christmas. His family last heard from him on November 27th, and according to his family, his phone last pinged on November 30th. The surveillance photo was taken December 3rd, and after that, Ken DeLant has vanished. His family said Ken was traveling a lot during his semester abroad, posting pictures from many different places and keeping in good contact with his family. His family and friends now clinging to hope that he's still alive. A prayer service for him yesterday, those close to Ken praying that he's alive and okay. Yellow hope ribbons around a tree outside the church. I believe wherever he is, that that is holy and that is what is sacred is is with him and that it brings him comfort and peace. The family has set up a website hoping to alert the public about their missing son and get any information. DeLand was studying at the University of Grenoble Alps. The family was first alerted to his disappearance when he'd been missing for 24 hours, which his family said was highly unusual. Now, the French prosecutor's office says they have opened up an investigation in a statement this morning to NBC News. French authorities say that Ken had reportedly told a few people he was having a difficult time, a hard time actually making friends. They also say, though, he mentioned to a few people he wanted to visit Marseille before returning home for the holidays. Some very worried family members, though, this morning and a lot of questions. Hoda. Uh, indeed. All right. Molly Hunter Forrest there in London. Molly, thank you. Police in Milwaukee are investigating the bomb threat that shut down a weekend concert by music legend Patti LaBelle. The Saturday night show at the Riverside Theater was was just getting started when security had to rush a stunned Patti LaBelle off the stage. 770. Police. Canine team swept the theater before the audience was safely evacuated. Officials say no explosives were found and there is no ongoing threat to the public. I enjoyed Patty's initial reaction there when the security guy was trying to take. Whoa, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. She didn't know what was Pretty going shocking. on. Suddenly, yeah. hands on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. ahead this morning, comedy icon sharing the SNL stage on Pop Start. One of the many highlights from co-host Steve Martin and Martin Short. First up, Stephanie Gosk is tracking the ongoing rise of flu and COVID cases from coast to coast. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like everyone is sick right now. We're going to have the latest on the numbers of all these viruses, including the flu and COVID, as well as the latest on what appears to be medication shortages. These companies are saying, yeah, you got to kind of call around to find what you need. I'll have it coming up. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey 
empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. We're back 812 with your health. This morning, the fears of the triple-demic now very much a reality. Yeah, we report right. this every day. Yeah, The CDC uh, finds that about 25% of Americans have tested positive for the flu. Hospitalizations uh, due to the virus at the highest rate in a decade. Oh, but that's not all. COVID hospitalizations also on the rise. We're going to get some advice from Dr. Azar in just a moment. But first, NBC's Stephanie Goss with the very latest on all of it. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, guys. Good morning. You know, with the temperatures dropping and people planning their holiday trips, we're seeing those high seasonal flu uh, numbers from coast to coast. All this comes amid calls to mask up and fears over a potential medicine shortage. With the holidays bringing people together. <coughs> new concerns this morning as hospitalizations for both COVID and flu are on the rise. When you think about like some of the winter and spring Omicron surges where it was just going crazy and we had like 100,000 plus cases a million cases a day, we have higher hospitalizations now, which is mind-boggling. According to the CDC, flu hospitalizations rose 32% from last week's report, with nearly 26,000 admissions, the highest in a decade, while COVID hospitalizations are up 14% week to week. In New York, health officials are renewing the call to mask up, indoors on public transportation and in crowded outdoor settings, as flu cases spike 64% from last week. This is an unusual flu season, and it's being impacted by the fact that most Americans have been traveling and with cold weather have been indoors in smaller spaces and not wearing masks or taking the precautions that we did to keep flu numbers really low over the last two years. For Kelly Trout, a mother of two toddlers in Virginia, flu season has already been a challenge for her family. We had the flu last weekend, but before that, we've been sick on and off, mostly on, for about two months. She says she's thankful the kids were able to get their flu shots in time for the holidays, but worries about potential shortages of over-the-counter medicine. We really don't have a plan, but probably after one more illness, I'll be scouring, you know, the internet, trying to find a, a stockpile. In a statement, Johnson & Johnson recognizing the high demand for children's Tylenol and Motrin, writing in part, while products may be less readily available at some stores, we are not experiencing widespread shortages. We don't have the kind of shortages where we need to get manufacturers to make more. We need to just make sure they end up in the right places. Amid these shortages, the makers of Tamiflu are also saying their medicines are readily available for pharmacies to order. So if you're in need of a certain medicine that appears to be in short supply, our experts advise calling around to try to find it. You will eventually find it. Oh, that's going to be okay. cold comfort eventually. for a lot of people. That's hopeful, like Stephanie. That eventually yeah. we'll, you'll find it. Let's yeah. uh, get more from NBC News Medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar. I got to say, like mm -hmm. medicine shortages, mm -hmm. it's very scary if you're talking mm -hmm. about Motrin or Tylenol for right. kids. Right. We all mm -hmm. use it when our kids get sure. a fever. I mean, what should what should parents do? Mm -hmm. Well, so first of all, a, a couple of things. Number one, and I, I don't want to say this to sound too glib, but 
definitely call your pediatrician and ask what options are available. Because mm-hmm. if your child is two and over, they can actually do chewables. Once your, ta- once your child gets to the age of like 11 or 12, it's a good time to teach them how to take a tablet or a capsule, mm-hmm. right? Because what we're talking about are the shortages of liquid Motrin okay. and liquid Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and just like, a, you know, a pearl for all parents out there, and I'm, I'm sure they know this, but kids under three months, any fever, call your pediatrician. But some older children, if it's low grade, you know, they don't necessarily have to medicate through it. I mean, this is the time of year where everybody's packing into houses, older people, little toddlers. We're all together. Inevitably, someone's going to have something. So what's the best advice on how to navigate that? I know, I know. You know, know, up until this year, we were really just dominating with COVID, COVID, COVID. But, you know, the winter season has always been, it's always a flurry of respiratory Mm -hmm. viruses. And my, you know, gold standard is just plan your activities around the most vulnerable person in your Mm -hmm. household. And for some people, that's a newborn. For some others, it's an it's an older individual, right? But the thing, you know, we're not helpless. Make sure you're up to date on the COVID booster, mm-hmm. and you can still get your flu shot over 65. Mm-hmm. There's a high dose. It's just in time for the December holidays. If you get mm-hmm. vaccinated now, stay home if you're sick. You yes. know, the usual precautions yeah. still apply here, Hoda. Mm-hmm. Dr. Natalie, I mean, last few days, New York City issues this health advisory yeah. now suggesting that people wear masks once again inside crowded spaces. Yes. Do you think that's where we're headed again? Are we going to be masking up over the next few months? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know about the mandate, okay. right? I don't know how much we have an appetite for a mandate anymore. But once we see the hospital strain happen, don't be too surprised if that were to happen. And what I mean by that is like if 10% of the hospital beds are being taken up mm-hmm. by COVID patients for a two-week period, I think LA is in that situation mm-hmm. right now, that's a, that's a real cause for concern. COVID and flu and RSV, obviously, lands people in the mm-hmm. hospital. But on public transportation, I don't know if I said this to you last week, Craig, I've been masking on the subway oh. and in the bus and from mm-hmm. the beginning. And I, and I, people look at me and I think something wrong with me. And I'm like <laughs> the only one who's doing it. So really New Yorkers out there, especially if you're living in an urban area, consider yeah. wearing a mask on public transportation yeah. for goodness sakes. It really will protect you. Yep. Especially okay. if you don't Thank feel well. Yeah. Especially if you don't feel well. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Let's go over to Dylan and get a check of the weather. Thanks again, guys. Oh, Hoda, this one's for you. This group here has been very busy checking off their list, but they need a picture with Hoda. So when you when you come out, we'll make that happen. What yes. has been your favorite thing so far this trip? I like to ha- go into Hamilton. Hamilton's a pretty, that's a pretty good one. So is this whole group yours here? Everybody's here? Okay, where are you from? Ohio. From Ohio. A lot of Ohio folks on the plaza. Everybody's from Ohio here, out here today. Uh, Let's take a look at what's going on across the country, and we are going to see uh, that storm system move to the east. It's bringing a lot of that snow out to the Rockies. That will be the next storm system that treks across uh, the center part of the country. We are looking for some severe storms, too, especially down south as we go into tomorrow and tomorrow night. We also got, of course, about one to two feet of snow possible on the northern side of that storm up across the Dakotas. Uh, So that is going to be the next big storm that we are keeping a close eye on. And a quick happy birthday, Grayson! You're turning 11? Yeah. And where are you from? Um, Maryland. Maryland. Well, happy birthday. Thanks for being here. Back inside you guys. Oh, happy birthday, Grayson. All right, we got some pop star. Hello. Hello. Shall we? Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. First up, Saturday Night Live. Comedy Dream Team Steve Martin and Martin Short co-hosted the show over the weekend. Among the night's many hilarious sketches was one where the guys brought back <laughs> the beloved Father of the Bride characters, George Bonks and wedding planner, <laughs> Frong. <laughs> the pair reunited to plan Annie's eighth wedding. More than three decades later, the kids are 
are all grown up, even that adorable little brother, Maddie. <laughs> By the way, you probably remember not only Selena, but Kieran Culkin, he played little Maddie Banks yeah. in the original movies. They landed another great cameo. You see her right there, Selena Gomez, their current co-star. Oh uh, and those were not the only surprises, by the way, from SNL over the weekend. After the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's announced <laughs> they were going to be bowing out of their upcoming performance due to illness in the band, guess who is going to take their place? One of our favorites. Lizzo. Oh, wow. Wait, what? Yep. You can catch a return alongside guest host Austin oh, Butler this weekend. <gasps> Right here that's on great. NBC. Oh, Cannot that's a good wait for one. That. one. All right, next up, Taylor Swift. The singer is spreading her wings in the world of entertainment. Variety reports the Grammy winner is set to make her feature film directorial debut. According to the outlet, she's also written an original script. It's going to be produced by Searchlight Pictures. And as for the movie's plot and the cast, it's all still being kept very tightly under wraps. But it's not, by the way, the first time Swift's been in the director's chair. She's worked on shorter projects, including her own music videos. The all-too-well 10-minute short film, which we've talked about before. I cannot wait, actually, to mm -hmm. see what she has in store. It's going to be pretty good, I think. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, White House Plumbers. This is going to be good. That is the name of a new limited series all about two men who played a crucial role in the infamous Watergate scandal. It comes from the producers of the HBO hits Succession and Veep, and leading the cast as E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy are Emmy winners oh, wow. Woody Harrelson oh, wow. and Justin Thoreau. Really so check good. it out. Judy Greer, Don Hall Gleason, Kathleen Turner are also in the cast. Ooh. It's going to debut on HBO in March. Don't okay. miss it, guys. Uh, and finally... One close to the home, making space. Mm -hmm. We got some exciting news about Hoda's podcast. Season three is coming oh, January yes. 9th. January 9th. Yes. Oh. Every single person is like an inspirational or spiritual leader or teacher. Ooh. They can be a regular person or someone who actually isn't that professionally. But I'm so pumped about all of our guests. Winona was amazing. Um, Mel Robbins was great. I just can't wait. Maria, It's it'll make you feel good. It's like, by the way, things you can use in your life yeah. okay. will come out of the conversation. Free therapy is what I call That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly, and it's I'm, fun and pleasant. Oh, I'm so excited about this season. Not only that, fun. chart topper. Oh, let's That's do right. it. Let's do it. All right, guys, catch up on all the heartwarming, inspirational conversations from season two, one. Also, right now, scan the QR code. It'll take you right where you need to be, or you can search for Making Space wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, Sobo, for that. That is a way that was happening. I love thank it. You, thank you. Straight ahead, guys, are your favorite shows and movies on the list. We're going to break down this morning's Golden Globe nominations. <laughs> Coming up, we'll have all the info. Our pal Vivica A. Fox. She's here for today's toy drive. She'll be back in the third hour to tell us about her holiday film. It's called A New Diva's Christmas Carolyn. Oh, and Vivica it. is hitting her stride yes. again. Love Vivica oh, A. Fox. Awesome uh, by the way, folks, don't forget you can contribute to our toy drive from home right now. All you have to do is scan that QR code that's on your screen, or you can go to our website today.com to find out how you can help bring some holiday cheer to a lot of deserving kids. I just wow. love this holiday crowd. How yep. fun is this? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Guys, coming up, we're going to walk through this morning's Golden Globe nominations. We've got the expert here. He know he probably already knows yeah. who got nominated, but <laughs> before no they do, yeah. Mr. Dave Carker is here to walk mm -hmm. us through it. The one uh -huh. and only. Plus, for our Inside the Game series, this was so cool. I got to hit the field with the Miami Dolphins. They're using speed to win a lot of games this season. You might be surprised at what's helping their players reach their top speeds. We're going to show you in just a little bit. And Dylan, you're going to give us a weather, but let's. these were our very first fans that were in line this morning. Oh. 
Oh. You were first in line, right? Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, you were first. You were second. Anyway, this was the first group. They were out when I came in at five. They were out in front. So I want to give them a shout out. Go, oh, Dylan. Speaking of North Dakota, you guys are going to get yeah. hit with that next snowstorm. It's moving across the country right now. And as we go through the next couple of days, that's where we're going to see most of our severe weather in the form of blizzard-like conditions, gusty winds. Then by the middle of the week, we're especially too late Tuesday into Tuesday night, we're going to see the chance of uh, stronger rainstorms and thunderstorms will move through that part of the country on Tuesday night. And that's your latest oh. forecast. Back to you guys. Okay, Dylan, thank you. Well, we are back with the Golden Globe nomination. Oh, yeah, indeed. Right now, but first, this is today on NBC. We are back on what's already been a big and early morning for our friends out in Hollywood. The nominations for the 80th Golden Globe Awards just announced. As always, we are joined by our man in the know, Entertainment (laughs) Weekly Awards correspondent Dave Carger. He's going to break it all down for us. But first, we want to show you how it all played out this morning at the Beverly Hilton Hotel with the Golden Globe nominations announced. Welcome to the nomination announcements for the 80th Annual Golden Globe Awards. With us this morning are two stars of Lopez versus Lopez, Mayan Lopez and Selena's Labor. Please get us started. Good morning. Best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Emma D'Arcy, House of Dragon. Laura Linney, Ozark. Imelda Stroughton, The Crown. Hilary Swank, Alaska Daily. Zendaya, Euphoria. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Diego Calva, Babylon. Daniel Craig, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Adam Driver, White Noise. Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inishirin. Ray Fiennes, The Menu. Best Director, Motion Picture, James Cameron, Avatar, The Way of Water, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Schneidt, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Baz Luhrmann, Elvis, Martin McDowell, The Banshees of Inishirin, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. Best Television Series Drama, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of Dragon, Ozark, Severance. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture, in any motion picture, my apologies. Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Inishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Dolly De Leon. Triangle of Sadness. Carrie Mulligan, She Said. Best Original Song, Motion Picture. Carolina, Where the Crawdads Sing. Chiao, Chao Papa, Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio. Hold My Hand, Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Natu Natu, RRR. Best performance by an actor in a television series drama. Jeff Bridges, The Old Man. Kevin Costner, Yellowstone. Diego Lunar, Andor. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Sal. Adam Scott, Severance. 
Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees of Inishirin. Barry, Barry Kugan, The Banshees of Inishirin. Brad Pitt, Babylon. Kai Hui Kwan, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Eddie Redmay, The Good Nurse. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Kate Blanchett, Tar. Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light. Viola Davis, The Woman King. Ana de Armas, Blonde. Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Leslie Manville, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Margot Robbie, Babylon. Anna Taylor-Joy, The Menu. Emma Thompson, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Austin Butler, Elvis. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Hugh Jackman, The Sun. Bill Nye, Living. Jeremy Pope, The Inspection. Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Triangle of Sadness. Best Motion Picture Drama. Avatar, The Way of Water. Elvis, The Fablemans. Tar, Top Gun Maverick. Thank you everyone for your time. Okay. Congratulations to all our nominees. Please join us for Hollywood's Party of the Year on Tuesday, January 10th for the 80th Golden Globe Awards, live on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Those are the live nominations. I just told Dave Parker you're in charge. Okay, so let's let's discuss this. What do you? Let's do best picture first. Well, for best drama, there were some ones that were definitely expected. Avatar, which hasn't even opened yet, it's beautiful by the way. Oh. The Avatar sequel, sure, people are very excited about. Opens this week. Uh -huh. That was nominated up against Elvis, which came out this summer. Steven Spielberg's film, The Fablemans, which is very personal to him. Yeah. Tar, which is Cate Blanchett's movie, and Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick also got nominated for its best song, uh, Lady Gaga oh. song. Oh wow! And it did okay today, I think it's going to do very well as the season progresses. Well, Tom Cruise didn't yeah. get nominated, but you, we'll there's get, a history we'll there. To Tom Cruise yeah. actually gave his Golden Globes back in the midst of the controversy <gasps> that's been surrounding the Hollywood Foreign yeah. Press over the last couple of years. You know, there was no Golden Globe ceremony last year right. because NBC yeah. declined to air it because the Golden Globe voters was revealed they didn't have any black voters. Okay. So the big question is, who's going to come to the Golden Globes this year? I'm getting the sense that a lot of people are going to come back, including a lot of these big nominees. But I'll tell you one person wow. who's not going to be at the Golden Globes this year is Brendan Fraser, who was nominated wow. for Best Actor in The Whale. Yeah. He has actually accused one of the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press of groping him at an event. Oh, this uh, has been all over the place. Uh, but he was nominated for his very beautiful performance in The Whale, yeah. along with Austin Butler, who's the star of Elvis. By the way, that's such a great film. And Austin what a performance Butler. Is this by him. his first nomination? Uh, yes. Wow. And what a breakthrough wow. for him. Yeah. Hugh Jackman was nominated for a, yeah. a very intense movie he has called The Sun, which is about teenage depression. Not a big, not a lot of up, big uppers in this yeah. no, of no. movies, but they're all very well done. Bill Nye, a great British actor who we know from Love Actually, was nominated for his movie and Living. And as Savannah pointed out, no Tom Cruise. Is that a snub or is that, what is that? 
I'm surprised that Tom Cruise wasn't nominated, but he did give his Golden yeah. Globes yeah. back. But yeah. I do think that, again, he's probably going to do well, and the movie will do well throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Another person who was left out was Will Smith. He has uh, a new movie on Apple TV called Emancipation yeah. that some people were thinking might get a nomination or two, but it didn't. What about actresses? Yeah. For Best Actress, it was Ana de Armas, who played Marilyn Monroe in mm-hmm. Blonde on Netflix. That was a breakout role. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, Olivia Coleman, Viola Davis, three Oscar winners right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. The, the person who was left out here is someone you're going to be hearing a lot more about, an actress named Danielle Deadweiler mm. from a movie called Till. Mm-hmm. And she plays the mother of Emmett Till, oh. who was lynched um, decades ago in a very powerful performance that I'm very surprised was not nominated, but yeah. it will be throughout the season. What else stands out yeah. to you? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, you see the one of the big winners is a movie called The Banshees of yeah, Sharon. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you have to see it. It's okay. Colin Farrell's new movie, written and directed by Martin McDonough, who did three billboards outside Ebony. Oh, yeah, yeah that Dorman was amazing. Sam Rockwell won their Oscars for. It's a really, really terrific film that's out now, and that, just from my kind of quick count did very, very well with nominations for the whole cast Mm -hmm. and Best Picture, Director, Screenplay. Is it still the case that Golden Globes, are they kind of a preview for the Oscars or are they just, we're just like two different animals There's virtually no overlap between the two, Mm -hmm. but they do help to kind of focus and sharpen the overall Mm -hmm. award season race. So you can kind of read the tea leaves as you're looking at nominations like these. Let's talk television. Did something jump out at you? Well, I mean, I think it's, as usual, a mix of some of the cable shows and some of the streaming shows. So Better Call Saul, The Crown, which is having a great season. The new uh, House of the Dragon spinoff from Game of Thrones, Ozark, and Severance, which I know I saw you. Oh, yeah. That did very well. Adam Scott was nominated Mm -hmm. as well. Um, What about White Lotus? How did White Lotus not get nominated? It got a ton of nominations in the limited series categories that were not just announced. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge was nominated. Okay. F. Murray Abraham. Okay, good. A lot of it did very, very <laughs> good. Because well. we're all going to fret. Uh, we, I was okay. fretting. I had a fret. And uh, <laughs> Dave, thank you. Don't forget, thank of you. course, that you can catch the 80th Golden Globes January 10th right here on NBC and also streaming on Peacock. Okay, still ahead, guys. The secret behind one of the NFL's fastest teams, what Jacob Sokoroff discovered at practice with the Miami Dolphins. But first, this is today on NBC. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console consoling. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Back now, 8.46 with our Inside the Game series for the NFL season. Yeah, the Dolphins lost a nail-biter to the Chargers on Sunday night football. And while Miami Miami fell just short of victory, the team's speed, well, that was on full display. Yes, yes, Jacob Soboff, you got to spend some time with those guys leading up to the Mm -hmm. showdown. There is something for nerds in the NFL, (laughs) I discovered, guys. Even though last night ended in a loss for the Dolphins, they made some explosive plays, including this 
incredible 57-yard fumble return touchdown by Tariq Hill, who reached wow. a top speed of 22 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. Look at, uh, oh, that, look at him on his way to the end zone right there. The, uh-huh. <laughs> the Dolphins coaches credit part of their success this season to some pretty cool technology they utilize in practice, giving them a closer look at what players are truly capable of. The Miami Dolphins say their not-so-secret weapon is their speed. The speed for you one of the top metrics for you as an NFL speed, player. Speed is definitely a top metric for me. Raheem Mostert and his teammates Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are three of the fastest players in the NFL, regularly hitting 21, 22, even 23 miles per hour on the gridiron. That's how fast I drive when my children are in my car. <laughs> That's how fast you run. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you're able to track the miles per hour I mean, and see how fast you're going. The Dolphins head strength and conditioning coach Dave Poloka says those incredible speeds are just one of the many data points gathered by small radio frequency ID chips affixed to players' jerseys and pads. This is the tag. That's what it looks like. This is it. And you can feel how light that is. That's crazy. Here's a quarter. Here's the tag. Almost exactly the same size. On game days, all 32 teams in the NFL are tracked by sensors embedded in pads, pylons, even the ball. But only about a third of the teams use the technology during practice, including the Dolphins. Why are the Dolphins all in on this technology? It just makes sense. It's a no-brainer, you know, when it comes to being able to see what they're doing out in the field, how they're responding to the stresses of practice, and, and then how we can tweak things to make sure that they're performing on an optimal level. Miami's coaches and an analytics team monitor about 108,000 data points in real time where guys are at compared to their averages during practice, speeds that's being hit, distance that's being covered. It's like putting a a tracker on your car and knowing how many miles you covered in a day. Coach Poloka says the information's just one part of the equation. The information is not anything secretive, really. It's it's really how you execute it, and it's really how you are able to communicate with players and, and to get them to buy in and understand the why behind what you're trying to get them to do. You can have all the information in the world, if you can't communicate it effectively to these guys, and if they don't trust you, it's, it's going to be useless. And while speed's an important factor, Oloka says it's not everything. We're looking at a ton of other metrics to be able to say, you know, okay, this guy is, is doing a little too much, maybe we should pull back, or, or he's not doing enough. Might the guys ever push themselves too hard because they have access to all this data? Sure. Yeah, and we want that. We want to be the ones to have to pull them back. But we also have to be smart. And so for a guy like Raheem, if he's doing too much, we might want to pull back a little bit because we still got a few more days and, you know, we want to get him to Sunday. For Mostert, he says the data fuels some healthy competition and prevents him from getting injured. I think a lot of people would feel nervous if, if there was a chip tracking their every movement and their speed. You like it. Oh, yeah, I love it. I go up to the guys that are running a laptop and ask them, hey, know what I get, and they'll be like, yeah, you you got 18. So um, that's when I try to, you know, ramp up in practice. You want to get as much as you possibly can, but still preserving your body uh, leading up into the game. And then when the game comes, that's when you have to let it fly. So Coach Palaka really believes that this data gives his team a competitive edge, but he doesn't want it to be a secret. He says it also goes a long way in reducing injury risk as well. And I think it's fair to say we want for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that actually explains why Terry Kill is, is one of the fastest to ever play the game. <laughs> the three of them all together. I mean, it's like a, a triple threat. On <laughs> yes. the they are so fast. It's unbelievable. Now we know why. Cool. Yep. That was cool, Jacob. Thank, Thank you. Uh, we are back in a moment. This is Today on NBC.
everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. What a great crew. What a oh, great bunch. I think we might have awesome. a couple of plaza pics that we would like to share with you. Oh, we yes. took some pictures with some amazing members of our audience that I know we've got somewhere. You we know. got a cute girl over here. She needs a date for New Year's Eve. Would you show this cute darling yeah. girl right here? Somebody oh call God. her. Let's go. Come on. Call her now. It's New York City. It's going to happen. I it's going to happen. We're manifesting You're all right set now. now. You're yeah, good. we are. We are. We have happy news to report about a beloved member of our Today family. Will you say hello to, and welcome to the world to William Paul Rothfeld, the adorable oh. son of our coordinating oh producer, goodness. Grace, and her husband, oh. Paul. Look at this baby. Oh Look at the hair. Born on Friday, 8.1 oh. pounds, 19 inches. Oh. Adorable. Squeeze. Look squeeze. at that babe. Squeeze. Welcome squeeze to the boy. party. Squeeze. Oh, congratulations, guys. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, folks, don't go far. We've got a parade of stars coming your way this morning, including Outlander star Sam Hewen. He's going to join us. I'm on excited the for this one. I know. You're a big fan. You're a big fan. <laughs> Sam's going to He's going to be here in a few minutes to talk about his new project. All right. And then on Hoda and Jenna, we've got the cast of The Best Man, The Final Chapters. We've got Naomi Ackie. She is playing Whitney Houston in oh. that incredible oh. film, Got Great Pipes. Can we show these folks behind us? I feel like we're, we're blocking all the cute little kids. What's your name? Eliza. What's your name? Catherine. What's your name? Madison. What's your name? Avery. We're happy that you you guys all came. What's your name, honey bunch? Elon. Elon, all right. Just want to say hi. Everyone's oh. all <laughs> cozy then. We love you guys. Thanks Thank y'all for, for coming to us. see us. And especially our darling 86-year-old over yeah. there. She said she came 10 years ago. Wait, oh. I know. What? I love it. Wow. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah.